0: Welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blue Gator. Joining us today is middle school teacher, Kadron Hall. Mr. Hall was born in Arkansas, but moved to Atlanta in middle school. He's a proud graduate of Morehouse College in Atlanta, and also a graduate of Georgia State University. He's lived in Lafayette for eight years and met his wife, Nikki, while teaching at Ascension. Serving his ninth year at Ascension, Cajun has taught music and choir and is currently teaching a new course called PACE, Performance and Artistic Creative Expression. He's an active musician in the Acadian area and deeply involved in the local theater community. And one final fact... Cadron created the music jingle for season one of Get to Know Blue Gator. <laughs> so, thank it, you so much for yeah. joining me today, Cadron. Um, we've worked together for a long time since yeah. you came to Ascension. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're currently teaching my daughter, Annabella. Yes. And we often chat in the lounge or in the office about the arts. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to learn some new things about yeah, you today. For sure, I'm so, before we start talking, how did you and Nikki really like what's the story behind
1: <laughs> Yeah, that? so when I got hired, she so she got hired after I did, almost a few weeks after uh I accepted the position. So initially I was under the impression that I was gonna do lower school and middle school music. Um, but I wanna say maybe a week or two before I moved here, hey, there's this is the young lady that's gonna be working with you, her name is Nikki McDonald and I said, Okay, great, that's awesome. So, I, I can, I'll never forget it. I moved here on a Sunday. Uh, we had to meet with our then uh, rector, uh, Brandt. We had to meet with him to prepare music for the opening uh, convocation. And so, my first time meeting her was in his office, I think on a Wednesday morning. Uh, I, I still remember we walked in, it was like a little round table, she was already sitting there. And, um, yeah, and from there, uh, we went into the uh, chapel, and I started playing some music. Oh, my church would really love to have you. You know, she's that kind of person. <laughs> uh, and then that just kind of started our just working relationship. Uh, but at that time, we were just colleagues. We we didn't yeah. necessarily spend time outside of school. I'd say probably about a year and a half or two in, we started kind of spending more time in each other's classrooms on off periods, having more conversations uh, it got to a point where if she wasn't teaching, she was just in my room, not doing just sitting in there and vice versa Yeah. yeah. Um, then we started to hang out a little bit more it was very kind of organic and so probably I'd say almost three years in maybe maybe a little less, we, we started dating, uh, but we played it very close to the chest uh, <laughs> we didn't want anybody to know yeah. just because we weren't sure how that would look or how that right. would come off um, and so we played a very close to chest. We, uh, but over time we allowed more and more and more people in. And uh, yeah, I want to say by that next year it was like, oh they're, they're a couple. Uh, it really is an organic story. I mean uh, yeah. the funny thing is we never actually had like a first date if you think it's very strange we yeah. never really like let's go out for i think our first actual date i think we were actually already dating by that point <laughs> i guess we should do because we spent so much time around each yeah. other and we worked well together uh so your we,
0: first date may have been in your classroom
1: i mean well Definitely if you think of it like that yeah snacks together so. <laughs> yeah i guess so and um but I can tell you, I think things for us changed when I, she started to be, you know, as she is, anybody who knows her, she's very much a helper. She's very much somebody that if she, you know, see a knee, feel a knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember getting the flu one year. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was the year that Ascension went to Disney. Uh, and I had the flu. <laughs> and uh, I was asked to go. And I remember her, like, coming to the house with, like, all these remedies and stuff. and uh, Or she was, I remember I was trying to, like, you know, get some things squared away as far as like health and things. She would send me all these like diet plans and all this. Like, she would do that type of stuff. And uh, which she, you know, to this day, she still does. So, yeah, I, I honestly looks back and I look back and it's been what, six years or so we've been together roughly six years. Yeah. Um, and we've been married three we celebrated our third anniversary in October. Nice. So, oh,
0: just now. Happy anniversary. Yeah.
1: So, awesome. uh Yeah, it's definitely an Ascension story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but now you work together, you live together. like It's a lot of togetherness, but y'all stay really busy.
1: Well, so here's the funny thing. We always spent a lot of time around each other because we would get asked that question. Was yeah. it like working with your wife? That's how we met.
0: Yeah. You know? And yeah. so
1: that... And we do... We're in the same spaces, but we operate differently. For example, in session shows, she's the director; I'm the music director, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if we're elsewhere, we have our roles, and I figure right. out then there's no sense in trying to occupy the same space. And yeah. as far as what we're doing, but no, it never really bothers. Matter of fact, it got to a point where school was really the only place we could really spend
0: because <laughs> y'all were busy doing other things after. Yeah.
1: School. So, uh, but no, it, it's never. It's just never been a thing where it's like, oh so tired of me I don't think it's been that for her even now people who in the office know I'm always in there um,
0: <laughs> yes because she moved to the office she now did. she took a different position she did She did. Up, so. so
1: but that yeah that is the story and it became a thing where you know after we got together and after uh, people knew then of course with the families and things yeah. and it just it, her, her family I really enjoy being a part of that family I think she enjoys being a part of my it's just a like nice
0: yeah. nice
1: little blend yeah. of things but um it's it's one of the things that I'm most proud of being here, if if not the most
0: yeah. about
1: being here is meeting yeah. and marrying her. So, Aww. yeah,
0: sweet. Well, y'all are like iconic because y'all are the halls now. Right? You
1: know, like. right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thing.
0: Quite <laughs> a, a thing. dynamic duo.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I I am grateful for yeah. it. I'm grateful that she said yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. and that we're still here. Yeah. Uh, now we well, at Ascension, but out. also together and yeah. all that. So. Yeah
0: well awesome so as an arts teacher have you always had a love for the arts or is this something that kind of came later in life like for me personally i didn't appreciate the arts until i was a, a mom i don't mm-hmm. know why maybe because annabella got into yeah, it yeah, and then now sure. i just have this love and yeah. appreciation for it so it came later in life for me gotcha. was that something
1: uh no you? it was it was always that way um when i was younger i've always been into music as i mean as young as Probably two or three Where my grandmother uh, Bought me a guitar I, I'm i not the I, I had to pick up guitar Like last year To try to figure it out But at the time I was just always like Banging on pots and pans yeah. And I'll never forget Okay this is a vulnerable story uh, That was I was young And I was around the time The achy breaky heart was out Yes And for whatever reason I just would get up and
0: make you
1: break your heart, I have no shame. I will say
0: it. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody yeah. did.
1: <laughs> and so my grandmother would, you know, would give me. Uh, she gave me a, got me a guitar. I don't know where she got it, where she bought it. Uh, it didn't last very long because yeah. I was two. But I've, I just, just always been into it. And yeah. in an elementary, my mother in Arkansas put me in an arts magnet school, uh, which at you know when you're five or six, it's just school. <clears throat> but yeah. they offered everything there. Like in hindsight, that was a different experience. But yeah, yeah. I, I so I took music. I was in the orchestra as a five or six year old, six six seven year old. Okay, wow. And um, and at the time, I just I'm going to be a Wouldn't violinist. did you
0: sing? Oh, okay. I was a violinist. That's what
1: I wanted to do. But okay. they offered everything. They offered piano. They offered drama. They offered choir. They offered band. They offered uh, uh, obviously they offered uh, physical education. They offered yeah. drama, all that. And I just for whatever reason I gravitated towards the violin, yeah. and so that's where I started learning it. But I've always wanted to be in the arts, and particularly in music, my entire life. I don't, I don't know a time where I'd have it.
0: Was your mom and dad into that?
1: So arts? my mom, when she was a kid, briefly played piano, took lessons. She didn't okay. stick with it very long. Uh, and my dad actually went to school on a band scholarship. Uh-huh. Uh, I did not play any band instruments, although I became like a conductor and all that. Yeah. Uh, my mom actually was the first person to give me a lesson. Um, just kind of what she remembered yeah. uh, I'm largely self-taught but I still remember it I was 14 so I started piano late and uh, I had a keyboard that was sitting on the floor next to me and my brother's bunk bed it was sitting on the box that it came in so <laughs> I had to sit Indian style and I remember she came in and she remembered a scale and an exercise that's all she remembered. She's like yeah. what happened she showed it to me that was the very first thing somebody actually sat down and showed me and yeah. then from there I just kind of Learn the rest on my own. Yeah, you just kind of tinker.
0: I see Ruby doing that a lot. We have a piano, and she just makes up music, yeah. but I don't have any skill. I don't know but the teacher, so she's <laughs> yeah, just tinkering yeah, yeah. right yeah, now. For but, sure.
1: it, yeah, for sure. It's one of the things that I think my mom was able to, you know, at that time, you know, it was uh, I was on myself a lot, uh, and so I had my little keyboard in my room, close the door, and, uh, and yeah, from there, I just kind of went from there. So they have background. Uh, there was a brief time, as an adult, before I moved here, I was assistant directing a choir, and she decided to join the choir. So there was a brief—that was that brief little Wait, time. Wait, you
0: directed your
1: mom? I that's sure funny. Yeah, I did. I surely did. <laughs> How did. She was okay with like that was. Yeah. Cool. I, honestly, in that's hindsight, just, I think that was because I was always gone. Cool. I bet she was proud. Yeah, and I think that was her way of trying to also spend time, spend time with you. Because by this point, I'm oh, yeah. in grad school. I'm living at oh, home yeah. to kind of you know get myself together before I move, and I think I was just always out. So she joined she sure did. She joined we did so I can honestly say I've done a concert, at least one concert with my mom. Like singing next to her, but I also would come up and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's really cool.
1: Oh yeah. It was it's a great time. It's a great time.
0: <laughs> awesome. So you obviously value the arts I do. And since I do long long ago. And so now that you've had some life experience and delved in a lot of the different arts, yeah. what is it about the arts that Make them so valuable in your eyes.
1: For me, I'll put it like this: There's always this thing when I'm talking to people, especially even our kids here. You can kind of tell the ones who dabbled in it, who not just by the way mm-hmm. their manner, the way they talk. There's a certain level of confidence that I see. Mm-hmm. It values. It's valuable to me because I was not that kid. I was an artistic kid, but I was a very shy and anxious kid, mm-hmm. and so i I'm a singing teacher, but as a kid, I was petrified of singing. Really? Very, very much so. To the point where I would, you know, I would almost cry if I had to do it. Um, but I found that I had more, uh, I was a little bit more apt to try it. If somebody would say, oh, well, you have a nice voice, or you should try this, right. yourself. And so for me, hearing, going back to those days, I kind of find myself doing that now. But I find that it's a place where students, kids, adults alike can kind of have an avenue to express. Well, I feel everybody's creative. I feel like they have that avenue to do that. And so I teach adult students as well. And it's always the same thing where, you know, I didn't think I could because such and such said when I was young. Matter of fact, I had a conversation with a parent a couple days ago who uh, was sharing a story about how when they were young, their choir teacher... uh, basically treated them very negatively and basically told them that they were, in so many words, nothing. um, Mm -hmm. And how that affected them. And for me, I just wonder, you know, what would have been the... I mean, they turned out fine, but what would have been had they been given that that, that level of, that boost of confidence? So I find that it just, there's a different empathy level, there's a different confidence level. I also think it allows you to kind of... um, take ownership of what it is that you create and be able to yeah. communicate that to other yeah. people. And there's a certain pride that you see with that. I don't care what it is. If a person makes pottery <laughs> and you know, and you see pictures Great. of it in their home or they paint and there's a whole room in their house of just their painting, they don't tell anybody they speak about it with a certain level of confidence or a certain level of pride. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to adult friends and colleagues who, have said to me who who make more money than me and do things that I don't do as far as professionally, that speak with an air of regret. But if I had just stuck with this one passion that I have, yeah, and that always intrigues me. And so I think there is something to the arts. I think everybody has a secret love for. They're just not always validated in it, yeah. and so people tend to shy away from it, which I also can relate to.
0: That, that brings you, I I had emailed you about like some of these, just a few questions and I asked your favorite quote and your quote was, um, let me make sure I get this right. You must learn to validate your own ideas. So that kind of ties into, so what do you mean by that? And like, why has that stuck with you?
1: So that quote came to me within the, within the last couple of years since I've been at Ascension. Okay. I had an opportunity during COVID, you know, we were all shut down. So you know, artists and musicians and all that they were giving all our lessons and I'm, I love jazz and I got a chance to do a master class with a very well-known jazz musician dude that I admire who unfortunately passed a couple months later but I mean at the top uh it was an artist named Chick Korea, uh and I did a, a session with him I'll never forget I was so excited because I was like wait are you serious and I was at a point where I was still trying to build a new sort of way of Playing, so I was very anxious, yeah. and I played for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was, I was cheesing. It was, and uh, <laughs> and, um, and I remember asking him, I was like, I'm just not sure what to do once I get to this particular part because yeah. it's improvisation. And he said that quote, um, and he said, "You have to learn to validate your own ideas." And his point was, the measuring stick for how well you're doing is whether you like what you're doing or if you don't. As and for me, it was always. I have to try to play or present to where I can garner a certain level of validation from other from people. people. Uh, and that can affect what you do. It's and true. for whatever reason, and I'm an adult by this point, I'm, I'm out of school, I'm married by this point, yeah. all of this. And um, that stuck with me. This is one of the greatest musicians on the planet um, that made this comment to me that it doesn't matter what other people think. And it just made me think like talking. You know, if you talk to a person, we speak differently. But as long as I'm confident in what it is I am saying, I'm not super concerned about whether or not you like what I'm doing or not. Because I'm confident in what I said and how I said it and what I, you know, this is what I wanted to show. So that, for whatever reason, I don't know, it gave me permission to, you know what, you're right you know I like what I play so even now when I play at church for a musical for a band whatever it is I'm not one that bases my uh or judges myself based on right. what I think they believe I play I did it on purpose uh that's what I wanted to say that's how I wanted to communicate yeah uh I'm uh my wife will tell you I'm very much a I don't really take compliments or insults more than the other I'm just I take them as what they are. If I know that I did well, you can compliment me or insult me. It's not going to change the fact right. I did well. If I know I did poorly, you know, same thing goes. Right. You can tell me how great I was. I know what I did and what I didn't yeah. do. So, yeah. But that, that for whatever reason, that freed me. That set me Absolutely. on a path of it doesn't matter, you know. It's. Right. You know, I dress the way I dress because I like the way it feels to dress that way. Right. I speak with the words I use because it made an impact on me. I want, you know, and so, uh, and I try, I'm doing my best to try to show the kids that Yeah. I'm trying. It's uh,
0: really like what, cause when I read it too, I was like, Oh that I never thought about it that yeah. way, but that really is all about just being your authentic self. That's and when is. we show up and be authentic, then it just blesses the rest of the world. And
1: that's the thing that I feel like some people miss, and I even I think I even made that comment to the kids recently, like this week, this idea of you essentially not giving yourself or, you don't know who else has that experience, you don't know who else may feel that way. Think about the songs you listen to that speak to you, and the courage that it took for that artist or that person to say that. And that would have changed your life or right. a movie that you saw. You know, that screenwriter put that in there from their own experience, and that resonates with you.
0: And if they were too fearful to do it, then you would have never seen it and been right. blessed by it. So
1: That's yeah. exactly right. And so for me as somebody, as I said, who had a lot of anxiety yeah. uh, growing up and was always second-guessing everything because I did start late in, in yeah. the way that I play music now, and so there was always that. But to hear, like I said, to hear somebody that you admire. Yes. That, I mean, he could have told me to jump and I would have said how many times, how high. (laughs) Uh, And then for me to play, this is what really made it even more impactful. I was playing something and I wanted to know how to improvise with it. And he said, just do something. That's another big one. Just do something. And I was like, well, I'm not going to not do something. I mean, I'm getting this for free, mind you. He's, you know. Yeah. And so I did something that I didn't think was great. I felt like this is why I'm coming to you. This is why it's in my Make brain. Make
0: better, yeah.
1: And he was just snapping his fingers. And he said, that's it, man. That's it. You're off and running. You're doing it. That blew my entire world. Aww. I was like, Are you, there, it can't be this simple, right? Yeah. This is one of the greatest people, musicians in the world. You're telling me that this thing I've been second-guessing this whole time, the reason I'm talking to you, you're telling me I'm already doing it? Yeah, that that, and so you can't tell me anything at that point. I was, yeah, yeah, this is this that meant something to me. So my whole thing is, if I can just do that for somebody else, yeah, you see, a kid, uh, an adult, whatever. I, I, that's what my that's what gives me the most satisfaction.
0: Well, it's a perfect segue into talking about your new pace class. Oh yes. So the reason I'm really talking to you today is because you come into the office so passionate about what you're oh, doing yes. in pace, and I sat in Cadron's room for parent teacher conference and was blown away. Not conference, it was the orientation. The orientation because Orient. Annabella is in his class, and I was blown away because. I don't think I got that as a kid and the I was very creative as a kid. I I did get recognized for my creativity. Okay. But it I didn't get the opportunity mm. to really use the creativity wow. like they are using in class. Oh, and wow. so the fact okay. that you are opening their minds to just being creative and, and being authentic and validating their own ideas. All the things that you just said, you're bringing into your classroom. Right. And I love that you are doing that for our students. Right. So, all right, so right, I'm going to stop gushing, but tell <laughs> us more about P.A.C.E. Like what it is like, what do you do kind of?
1: Yeah, so P.A.C.E. kind of was born somewhat out of necessity you know i was brought here i was hired here as a music teacher as a choir teacher mm-hmm. which is what i'm most comfortable doing it is yeah. like my third arm i just mm-hmm. know um but you know things have changed over the last couple of years especially since covid covid knocked us all out in the music world as far right. as education you couldn't sing. yeah and that's tough yeah. because i can't control that i can't tell kids no, it's fine. If the country, if the world is saying you're the super spreaders,
0: yeah, that
1: was tough. So that knocked us all out. So anyway, with that, you know, supposed dipping numbers, all of that. So um, some some meetings we had for our fine arts, uh, the suggestion came up, not my own actually. What if we just do an all encompassing performing arts class? Because theater, as far as what we've done here at Ascension, has has done really well, which I'm very proud of, um, and that seems to be what has gotten the attention. I will be. I'm gonna be honest. I was not gung-ho about it at first, okay. because initially, it, it, this is being honest, yeah. I, it, to me it was, I can't populate music, God. so I have to try to do something else. So initially, it was a little bit uh, disappointing. Jarring. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it, it was, I'm going to be honest about that. But I, I'm okay with saying that for what I'm going to say next, yeah. and that is, they said, you know, we want you to do that, and I said, you know, okay, fine, but you're going to have to design the class. And, you know, I was a little anxious about that because while I've built my choir class, again, it's a language, it's something I speak. You can talk to anybody if you talk all the time. I've never sat down and really... Okay, I've got to build something from scratch. So there was some anxiety there. I built up a lot of anxiety even leading into the first day of school because I because I know what the arts and how the resistance you can feel yeah. among students and parents alike. Yeah. So I was very nervous uh, and very anxious to the point where I almost made myself sick because I just oh. I wasn't sure if right. I was going to get. Uh, but I said I'm going to try it, you know. And so yeah. I remember CPE day. I was in the we got those blue notebooks and I was. I mean, I was feverishly jotting down all these ideas, just feverishly. And I, and I couldn't even show you the book. And um, I would you know, give it to Niki and kind of see what she thought and all those kinds of things. And um, we got the class going. And then the class had started, and it was really popular. <laughs> um, but the idea behind it is we named the class Pace, Performance and Artistic Creative Expression, And each part of that name is exactly what we're trying to do. Number one, trying to sort of demystify and, as best we can, mitigate some of that performance anxiety that seems to be very prominent with students. Especially middle school, right? Especially middle school. Um, Because I noticed that you would talk to some of the kids, even some of the older ones, who are still very, very timid and shy, and, but... I would talk to the ones who've done a show or have been in whatever. There's just a difference. And I feel like that's the type of student we'd like to see graduate from here. And I just, I said, well, let's try that. So it's performance. It's supposed to be an opportunity to teach them how to allow themselves to be creative. I don't think any of us are not creative. Uh, I was talking to another faculty member right before I came in here, as a matter of fact, and uh, we were talking about some creative assignments they're doing because there was a period of time where there were always these uh, we would have these CPEs where we wanted to try to pull for design thinking and yeah. all those types of things yeah. and I would sub some of these classes and I noticed that they were always very uh, critical and self-conscious about their ideas they would ask me can I say this can I do this uh, am I allowed to do that yeah. and in my brain I was thinking yes it's your idea you can right so I think honestly it's more so teaching them that number one, you can, you're allowed to, and matter of fact, we may need to hear what you have to say. Um So there was that. And then also teaching them artistic skills, because in those various skills, like dance, mm-hmm. drama, you learn all these things. Um, and so I have found that in doing that, each each unit has highlighted a certain life skill that I didn't intend initially. Mm. Um. And so it really has become a life skills class at this point. It's about but collaborating. through
0: the
1: arts. Through the arts. That's what I love. Right. It's, it, <laughs> uh, because you have to address those to get yeah. out of it, the, for them to get out of their way. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, we'll start off. We'll do music. I know music. Yeah. What has been intriguing is that they're watching me do what I'm asking them to do. I've never taught dance before. I've never taught theater before. I'm putting myself out there in front of them every day yeah. with stuff I've never done before. Yeah. And it is not always the most... Polished. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm teaching them to do the same thing. I had right. a student ask me during our dance unit, if, you know, is the musical this year, we're going to do a lot of dance. I said, well, it depends on the show. Well, I'm just really nervous about it. I'm not really great at it. And and, and I'm just, I'm wondering if I should do the show or not. because. And I said, guess what? Neither have I. I was able to say that. I was able to say, we're literally in this together. You know, I am, right now, I'm the teacher, but I am going through some of the same emotions. You are doing this in front of you all. But I have to be able to teach the class and all that. And to be able to say that, it puts you in a place where you can relate to them. But the whole class is about teaching them artistic skills. It's about teaching them, exposing them so that over time they build up a tolerance for performing in front of people. Uh, I can say confidently we've had some great success already with some of our more shy and more, you know, I, I don't want mm-hmm. anybody to see me. And it's about creating that space where they feel comfortable. But I'm very strict about making sure that the people who are watching are being good audience members, that they're being respectful. I'm very, very strict about it. another
0: life lesson. Yeah.
1: yeah. So class becomes, <laughs> it, can, it can go in a lot of different directions. It has led to class discussions, organic class discussions that I didn't initially Mm intend, where they're now communicating, sometimes arguing, but they're expressing, they're talking. And now I have to try to figure out a way to, okay, there's a way that we can express ourselves in a way that is respectful. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's life skills through the arts is really what PACE has become. Uh, It's really all it is. And so, I'm yes, I'm always very impassioned about it. (laughs) I'm excited about it. Because, again, I went into it nervous. But it's about, okay, I've never taught this subject, but I have an idea. I'm going to try it. And by the grace of God, it it works. (laughs) What,
0: What I love about it, too, from talking to you, is you're not just teaching the kids these things. You're turning it on to them to make them create. So Annabella came home creating a song on... Um, garage band and was very passionate like she was very excited about it very proud of herself and then they had to create a choreographed dance with their teammates so it's not just you teaching them some steps or teaching them a tool it's you're making them create in turn and that is huge
1: well they take more ownership if they create it you know and i feel like especially with middle schoolers you can see it. If they make something, I don't care what it is, there's a little hint of pride, that, that they, which yeah. is what I was saying earlier. Uh, but kind of going back to the moment where I said I was building anxiety, it's the same thing these kids feel all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. It's the buildup. It's the, I don't know, based on my experience, based on what I've been told, but I'm, I'm so scared to do it. But then once they do it, Right, but yeah it's an ownership thing but it also is teaching how to create together and that's a challenge because now I have to take ownership of my own ideas but now I'm working in a group and I've got to be able to give and take that's been a big one that's been a big one in class some classes respond better than others some classes are okay I want to work with some classes are I don't want to work with so I do I do force them to collaborate uh, I, I very rarely let them work by themselves a couple times like right now I've assigned them groups because um, yeah. at a certain point I taught them early in the year that it's about knowing how to leverage your resources and sometimes it's those resources are people Yeah. Um, and I may not like you but you have the best idea in this situation and learning how to say okay best idea wins right now mm-hmm. I don't care about my feelings or what I heard or what whatever that is Right now, you have the best idea, which is validating, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I yeah, so we've had some times in class where I've had to be a little bit more strict. Uh, I, can, I can't tolerate a certain level of disrespect to each other because it's going to... And I told the kids that once. Um, I said, like, listen, you understand, I have to be this way. If I can't maintain a safe space, I, the class literally doesn't work. It doesn't... It can't move forward if people are too afraid, right. because they're afraid of what's going to be said about it. And so, it is something that, in doing it, I'm also teaching myself. You <laughs> You're listen
0: to your own advice, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm excited. I mean, uh, the parents have been very complimentary of it. This is probably, I feel personally, the best I have been as a teacher. Uh, I and I can say that confidently. Uh, where uh, where I've done my best to really try to you know I make mistakes but I do my best to to really try to form this class and really communicate in a way that you know it's not just a one off thing you know right. uh, I wanted to continue I still have more work to do because I have to create a second version of the class for the rising seventh graders uh, there's got to be you know, otherwise yeah. you know yeah it'll
0: be the same thing
1: right so this is putting a lot of work on me but. When it works, though, when they when they get up there, mm-hmm. when you have the child that refuses to speak, giving speeches and singing and and doing scenes in front of audiences, I mean, yeah, that's that's what it's about. Yeah, so magical. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it, it takes it takes time and, yeah. and support. Uh, yeah. And and thankfully, our administration has been super super supportive. I'm always in the office explaining class and by explain I mean venting <laughs> um, but I'm excited that it has taken off the way it has
0: yeah yeah. well, well I love it as a parent and Abella is enjoying it too so thank, well, thank you for all of your hard work and pushing through that anxiety and sometimes yeah. we do our best work when we're pushed out of our comfort zone that is we absolutely just- true what happened to you and what you are now doing to some of these kids. <laughs> but you don't always appreciate it in the moment. You know, yeah. they, they hopefully appreciate it next year.
1: Yeah, and that's what people have said. Like, they may not get it now. Yeah. But uh, I had a moment this week. Out of nowhere, I got an email from a high school student. Because I had to do some subbing down there. Out of the blue, and it was a very lengthy email. But in so many words, the thing that stuck out to me, he said, if you've ever questioned what it is that you do... Know that it makes a difference. It did for me. Aww. Out of nowhere, I yeah. and, and so I, and so I said, "Okay." You
0: needed that too, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I and that, that, that spoke to
1: me. So yeah. we're, we're gonna keep moving. Right now, they're they're doing speech, and uh, we're trying to get them comfortable being able to speak without hiding behind a song or a dance or yeah. costumes.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so yeah, <laughs> you know, we can't
0: wait. Yeah,
1: so hopefully, this will turn out as well as the other ones have yeah.
0: well awesome well it's been a pleasure talking with you thank you today um, from someone who values the arts and its place in education i'm so thankful for your perspective and your passion in the classroom i know i'll tell you that every time <laughs> i see you <laughs> i keep telling you though all right, thank you. um you along with so many other amazing teachers are just a gift to ascension yep. and to my kiddos absolutely so, thank you all right I'm going to put you on the spot. I didn't tell you this. Normally when I close out, I do have a great Blue Gator Day. Mm -hmm. But would you kind of like sing us out with have a great Blue Gator Day?
1: Oh, gosh, I will try. Um, Let's see. Um, Hold on. I am really on the spot. (laughs) Um, My voice is a little wonky today, but I'm going to try my best. Um, Have a great Blue Gator Day. That was perfect. Yay. All right. Bye, (laughs) y'all.